everybody. I'm Mark. And I'm Britton. And today we're going to talk about a movie that I haven't seen in almost 20 years. Uh, I think I haven't seen it since it came out. And that movie, okay, so 30 years. Yeah. And, oh, shut uh, up. And that movie was Edward Scissorhands. Hey. Yeah. Uh, a Tim Burton film. Yes. Uh, Very early in Tim Burton's uh, filming, I'm going to go out on a limb and say. Um, let's just get started. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, the, the the film is is about a you know the titular character Edward Scissorhands, and uh, he, he kind of is a shut in in this castle uh, up you know on the hill you know um, you know that uh, in in the valley of a uh, uh, you know amongst the valley of a bunch of uh, 1950s cliche homes. So yeah, it's this nice suburban environment. And it just so happens that in this suburban environment, they have houses of, like, all these different pastel colors. Yeah. But there's just one house, like, in the same neighborhood, you know, that no one goes into because it's on a hill. Like, the gate's in the neighborhood. You just walk through it, and on top of the hill is a spooky mansion. Yeah. And in this spooky mansion lives an inventor. Yeah, yeah or uh, Vincent Price. Yes. Uh, Vincent Price is an inventor, and... He decides to take one of his uh, cookie-making creations or it, kitchen. Uh, yeah, it was it was something. It was just some robot that was making a salad and had always like you know just chop 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 chop. And he was like, you know what? I I will make you a boy, and then I will finally have a son and uh, and be a proud daddy. Like yes, yes, yes. Him right there. That that appliance. I can see that being a person, yes. <laughs> and uh, that's what he does. He, he makes us into a person, and, and uh, Plum forgets to give him hands. Yeah, the hands were the last, like, he gave him every other piece of anatomy, presumably, and uh, except his hands. And, yeah, which was kind of an oversight on his part. And yeah. Gives the hands to, um, to Edward, and he dies. Yeah, and before hands, he could install them. And the hands are destroyed. And so he has to go, uh, this lady, this Avon lady, uh, she wants to make a sale so desperately. that she goes to the old haunted man. It's like, it's like the start of a Three, three Stooges sketch, <laughs> where they're, they're going door to door selling stuff, and they go to the old creepy mansion just desperate for a sale. Like, hey Mo, look at this guy! So he doesn't throw a pot, he just stabs him. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's a lot darker in my version. <laughs> What are you getting stabbed for, Chowdhead? I'm sorry! Takes the scissors out and he's bleeding, but they stop it up with gum and then he drinks water. You know, we're- Yeah, we're, we're getting out of we're, we're not gonna do that right now. We'll get to that. Yeah, we'll get to the, the, the death and dismemberment. We're still talking about the plot of the movie. Uh, pretty much it is, uh, you know, it's such a- it has- this movie has a lot of the small town phenomena where Everybody's a bit of a gossip, and mm -hmm. uh, this weird man with scissor hands is going about, and they're uh, just calling each other on the phone, meeting on the street corner to gossip, and uh, you know, eventually they, ooh, excuse me, eventually they figure out that oh, this guy's talented; he can trim hedges and hair and people, and so we can. Yeah, we he has he has a use. Let's put him to use. Let's yeah. give him a nice business. And, and uh, it, it was more. The community was taking advantage of him. Mm -hmm. And the second that things uh, kind of start to turn, um, 
they decide that you know he is now the pariah. Yeah, like uh, the uh, the one uh, housewife who is always calling the plumber or always calling the pizza guy and inviting people. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, she tries to seduce Edward, Edward, uh, after he, uh, after he cuts her hair and she gets off on it. Mm-hmm. And, uh, something happened, well, she tries to seduce him, and I guess the chair collapsed. And he sneaks away. Well, he, yeah, he slinks away. He scurries. And, and she was, and she just becomes a scorned lady and, uh, accuses him of, uh, unsavory acts. Yeah, trying to take advantage of her. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, one thing after another, and it's basically the whole town just like, you know what, uh, we've had our use with him, but, um, eh, that's it now, now we're just gonna turn against him, and yeah. chase him back to where he came. And he, uh, he just kind of stays there for the rest of his life, and, uh, you know, continues to carve ice sculptures, and he doesn't age, I'm noticing, like He's he- a robot. Yeah. He's just an immortal person stuck in a, you know, stuck in a castle for the rest of his existence until he uh, rusts up like the Tin Man. <laughs> so um, there is, uh, I guess, there's a lot of different uh, uh, aspects of this movie to talk about. Like you yeah. go in a theme of like, all right, people, you know, like he's a unique, you know, soul, you know, gentle, yeah. and he's corrupted basically by the you know, the youth. Well, not just the youth, but just by just by society in general. Yeah, because there there was a uh, subplot wherein uh, we're Winona Ryder. She was kind. She's kind of the love interest uh, for uh, Edward, and uh, her shitty boyfriend kind of convinces him to break into his dad's house and mm-hmm. his secret room, where he has all of his expensive uh, things, and. Uh, then he the the room locks down and tr- Edward's trapped in there, and uh, they ditch him to get caught by the police. And so I uh, I also want to point out that like you can say that he's you know he's he is a gentle soul all the way through to the end, but I disagree because uh, towards the end once he starts getting mad, yeah, like, he is causing problems like you know. People forget that he does tear up the house and then he just slashes somebody's tires for absolutely no reason. Yeah, he's well, a menace. <laughs> uh, what are we, J. Jonah Jameson? He's a menace. He murders somebody. Yeah, well, in self-defense. I mean, he still murders somebody. Yeah, but the guy had a gun. <laughs> Not when he murdered him. Yeah. He was already disarmed. Yeah, he had it coming. I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that the guy didn't have it coming, but you know, he goes yeah. from a gentle soul who won't hurt a fly to uh, slashing tires and murdering people. I I think had he not threatened Winona Ryder, he would have just taken the bullet. Yeah. Uh, he he. I mean, it wouldn't have done anything. He's a yeah. robot anyway. And like you know, I remember as a kid thinking like, okay, so he just stabs a guy and throws him out the window. Okay, he was a bad guy. But as an adult, I'm like. Okay, so basically his transformation from being a, uh, a gentle soul to a murdering, you know, scissor hand guy yeah, yeah. is now complete. Yeah, full Frankenstein. Yeah, exactly. Even to the point where the, you know, the, the crowds of people are coming with no pitchforks, but we'll just say pitchforks, yeah. you know, to, uh, to, to kill this guy. And uh, now the question I have is, like, the movie starts with this old lady telling a story about... You know, like, I I tell you, this is true, uh, granddaughter. Like, when I was young, I was good-looking, and I had, 
a friend who had scissors for hands and <laughs> and he <laughs> makes it snow. Like, okay, 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 Grandma. Granny. <laughs> but um, if this story can be believed, that uh, you know that he goes from being unique to being pariah in like a span of a couple weeks, and he scurries back to his home and he's left for dead because they just think he's dead because yeah. that's what uh, Winona Ryder tells them. Like, does anyone start to wonder? Okay, well, why is this house still here? Yeah. Like, has no one thought to buy this house? Like, yeah, it, it's, no, it's an, you know, w eventually what will happen is, like, uh, some, some wealthy billionaire will, will foreclose on the house and buy the property and make it a, I don't know, a, a, mall. a, a mall. Yeah, yeah. Like, I like to think that the, uh, like the wealthiest guy in the neighborhood, one of the uh, one of the people who was at the barbecue, yeah. you know, like who just has like a lot of money, like he's just waiting, waiting for the property to you know value to go down just enough for him to buy it up and, and like, build on it. And uh, I, I imagine it becomes a tense court drama again, you know, with squatters' rights. <laughs> so so um, eventually, you know, and since he's a robot. Uh, yeah, it gets into bicentennial man. Wherein uh, can he own property? Yeah, I, I, here's a funny thing. Like, I think it's the evil bank. You know, the one that denied yeah. his loan in the movie. Yeah, they're the one who's trying to buy it up. And then um, Edward comes in, uh, like you know, uh, again, sixty years down the road. You know, when the property value is finally low enough for the bank to try to you know find a way to buy this. Yeah. Um, he comes in like in court, like dressed up nice, you know, three piece suit, you know, dun, 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 you know. Uh, yeah. They have to try to prove that he's technically alive. He doesn't have a social security number. Or anything. Yeah, he he's technically not a person, but uh, yeah, it, it's yeah. Who who do they uh who do they write the deed out to? Like I think that eventually, you know, we might have had this earlier, but uh, I think it comes down to a case where just. Tons and tons of letters come in being dragged in. <laughs> Are they all Santa all letters? All for Santa Claus. Oh. And, uh, what does he do with them? <laughs> he cuts them into nice little, like, nice little, uh, you know, paper dolls and everything and hands them out to the kids. And, and it's, and that's his legal name is Santa Claus. He's legally <laughs> Santa Claus he, after that. He, hmm. Yeah, and it's the only way, uh, the only way that it uh, that they leave him alone. The only way he's allowed to stay in a house is if he legally is changing his name to Santa Claus. Yeah, and 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 uh, and has to deal with all those letters. Yeah, and I think that uh, well, so the post office they just want to dump all these letters. Yeah, it, it, it was kind of a uh, you know a, a shitty trade. Like, <laughs> all right, well, this guy doesn't technically exist, and we don't have the manpower to deal with all these letters. So why don't we put dump them all in this old house where we don't like? Uh, he, he keeps on cutting the letters up, and it just that's what's making it snow. Yeah, and it somehow becomes the legend of Santa Claus, you know, over again. Like he's bringing snow to the, you know, to the children and everything. But it, it's a dark, twisted Santa Claus that'll either bring you gifts or stab you. <laughs> like uh, he, he comes down like you know once a year on Christmas because that was when he was chased away from the village, <laughs> and he comes down to like you know bring gifts as a, a sign of tribute of peace, you know. And, but, you know, the, uh, the, the great, the ancestors of the, the jerk kid, yeah. who, you know, try to kill him, like, he just leaves a dump in their shoes. <laughs> I, I imagine if, if, uh, if you're a good kid, uh, he'll leave some gifts in your stocking. 
Uh, if you're a bad kid, he'll leave uh, fingers in, <laughs> in your stocking or something. Like he leaves hair. <laughs> and like, I imagine that the gifts he leaves are the Christmas cookies that the inventor made. Yeah, the, like... Not not the uh, not recently made Christmas yeah, cookies. Yeah, no, the ones that the inventor made sixty years. Yeah, ago. that are that are just it might as might as well be wall tile. <laughs> he thinks that these are gifts. Yeah, he doesn't know better. He hasn't. I don't know if we actually no, we did see him eat. He like, tried to eat. Yeah, like they were stuffing his face. Oh, that's right. That's uh, right. Stuffing his face with the coleslaws. Then again, we never saw him swallow. Like I, the only thing he swallows, I think, is the um, is the liquor. Oh, that's right. And, and, it, and it clogs up his gears and everything. <laughs> what, like vision? <laughs> when he ate the, when he ate the gun. The gum. The gum. He ate the gun. <laughs> that was a dark episode of yeah. Vision. <laughs> and uh Yeah. Though I do yeah, I'm kinda of surprised one thing they didn't do is uh kinda of go the chef route. Where he tried to I mean I, I like, guess the closest they came to that was having like shish kebab fingers yeah, knives chopping the salad yeah and then he had well every time he started cooking he had flashbacks to uh to his to i guess the his father yeah his creator yeah and now, i was reading a little bit of trivia where it said um you know when we first meet uh, edward um the the uh, the woman Diane Weiss she uh, mm -hmm. she she says to him like you know like oh what's your deal do you have a father or mother he says something like like you know oh uh, he didn't finish me or I'm not complete yeah I'm, I'm incomplete and he says he was sleeping and uh, oh yeah I think he said he never woke up that's right that's what it was and um, uh, the trivia that I was reading was like suggesting that he doesn't understand mortality because he's not mortal yeah. I, so when he kills that, uh, so he kills that kid, like, I think that might be, either he doesn't know, <laughs> yeah, like, what's going on, or, um, or it's his, it, yeah, it's his, his completion to being human. Maybe, uh, it's either that, or, uh, you know, when he was grooming some dogs, he did figure out mortality by accident. <laughs> you know, the funny thing is, if you think about it in the way I say it, not your way, <laughs> the way I was saying it, where, um, you know, he... When he starts off, he is basically just a... I mean, technically, he starts off as just a robot. Yeah. And when we first meet him in the house, um, he doesn't know anything. Yeah. Like, he has no idea what anything is. He, he's basically just little more than a robot. And when he goes down and starts living for a little bit, by the end of the movie, he's no longer a machine. He is actually fully human. And uh, being fully human means, yeah. like, you know, being miserable and awful. Yeah. We also don't know how long he was in that building before uh, before the Avon lady went up there. Yeah, I mean, if you think about it, like, when the inventor died, like, the, the cookie machine was still in perfect working order. Yeah. But by the time she gets there, it's like, you know, it's covered in cobwebs. Yeah, everything looks like it hasn't been touched in a very long time. And he went from, you know... He, he went from kind of normal looking to just covered in scars in that time. So I want to say that the inventor died in the uh, the late 19th century. Back so. when steam and everything was still... Uh, hmm. Was, eh. Yeah. That's... T I want to say there's at least maybe 30 years worth of dust and cobwebs. 30 years? You, you want to say... Um, 
and it's hard to nail down exactly the decade because it, it, yeah like we have like a 50s aesthetic and then a 60s aesthetic and yeah CD players so maybe an 80s aesthetic at the at the uh, that could be because it's a doddering old woman telling the story yeah she doesn't remember she doesn't remember much like at the very latest it could be the 80s I'm gonna say I'm gonna say maybe like Maybe late 70s, because there might have been... No. There weren't CDs in, no, in the not 70s? No, not in the late 70s. If there were, it was not for the consuming public to well, purchase. That, well, that guy was rich, so they might have had the first CD player. Uh, I don't know. I, I go, We don't have the Alexa hooked up, so we can't uh, uh, yeah. We can't figure that out. But we'll say 80s, early 80s. At, at the very... At the very latest. Like, so... Uh, that would make him, uh, he was, I guess, born in the 50s, was in that thing for about 30 years. And then we figured out that, uh, in order for Winona Ryder to be a old woman where she was, I think it would, uh, if about she- 2040s? Yeah, yeah, 2040s. So, I want to say that, um, actually I want to say that the, uh, Edward, uh, Scissorhands was- Built and uh, had his hands cut off, mm -hmm. you know, cut to pieces when his inventor died. I want to say that was the same day the Titanic sank. I want to say that was the news that did it to uh, the. All uh, right, because you know it'll keep into that uh, that that setting for me. I just think it's a more interesting uh, thing. Like, like he was about to attach the hands. Like, oh, it's almost Christmas. Okay, it's a little early. It's April twelfth, but uh, and. <laughs> And, you know, he heard on the radio, Oh no, the uh, Titanic sank. And he's like, Oh no, my daughter Rose was on there. And, you know, and then he just died. Uh, what, what about this? Okay. Uh, so, it was the, it's the 50s. And, uh, he's, uh, he's, like, uh, he's running away. You know, he's a runaway. He, uh, and, uh, he's hearing about all these Nuremberg trials. <laughs> and, like, he was uh, a brilliant inventor in his day, but for nefarious purposes. Okay. And um, now he's trying to make up for it by, by making cookies <laughs> and little friends. Look, look, I've, I've always been a cookie maker. <laughs> Look, I, I know that I may have done some things back in the war, and I'm a f I'm sorry for that, but can't you see that I've changed? No, I, I say we split the difference here. All right. I say that, um, that the, uh, the news of the Hindenburg crash is what makes him die. Uh, the 30s, we'll say, is when, is when the thing... Uh, the Lindbergh baby. The Lindbergh baby? Okay, yeah. <laughs> that he... poor child. <laughs> The Lindbergh baby was Edward Scissorhands. All right, how do how do we incorporate that? All right, hold on a second. Let me think. Let me think because I didn't think before I said these words. So let me uh, see if I can do it now. Charles Lindbergh's uh, uh, father was uh, Vincent Price. Oh, uh, okay. Um, and he accidentally left the baby in the tub for too long. <laughs> Oh no! And so he ran away to the hill. <laughs> He's like, I know. I'll make him. I'll make him another son. One that's a lot better. One that won't drown. But uh, I, I'm gonna need some parts first. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's dark. <laughs> so he's like looking around. He's like, it's him smoking a pipe. Yeah. You know. Yeah. 
how can I do this? And he sees the little kitchen machine. He's like, hmm. Hmm. Yes, yes, that'll do. That looks like him enough. And just starts kind of, you know, building him. Around the baby? No, no, no. No, the... No, the baby's irrelevant. The, baby, the baby's dead, Yeah. Really. The baby's, uh, he took the baby, and he, uh, The baby was the inspiration. See, this is what he would look like by yeah, exactly. now. exactly, yeah, he, he wanted... Like, it took him 20 years to build, uh... Yeah. To, to, to build, like, the, uh, the, the automaton into a person. So he was like, okay, maybe he won't notice if I just replace him and say, Hey, this is his, this is your son, this is Edward, you know? Man, Gr Grampy Lindbergh's a bit daft. <laughs> Uh, Pop, you, you you tell me I wouldn't know that that, that, that wasn't my son, like... With the, with the scissor hands? He disappears for 20 years, and he his plan was almost complete, but then he died. You know, it, it almost would have worked, because I imagine he would have, you know, he would have taken uh, Johnny Depp and, you know, like, cradled him and put him in a bassinet and, like, stuck him, like, you know, back in, you know, Lindbergh's house and be like, where can my baby is? Nothing's changed. So it's this big 20-year-old guy in a little bassinet yeah, front, exactly. like, left in front of Charles Lindbergh's door? Yeah, as if, like, you know, like, maybe it'll work. Maybe he won't ask questions. <laughs> there you are, Edward. <laughs> I imagine Charles Lindbergh, he, he lifts him up and... My baby. He's finally come home. Rockabye, baby. <laughs> and uh, Johnny Depp still has the same confused face that he yeah, has the entire movie. And, and still the same scars. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh. What have they done to you? Oh, don't worry. We'll give you a nice bath. So, uh, oh. <laughs> and I, I imagine he's in a you know, high chair feeding him. <laughs> Here comes the airplane. And I'm guessing, you know, since losing his child, Charles Lindbergh went went bananas. Yeah, I mean, of course. And I imagine his Here Comes the Airplane Spoon just has, like, a picture of him piloting it. Yeah, of uh, course. And, you know, he feeds them and everything like that. And now I imagine that everything is the same old baby stuff that he had from, like, yeah. the, the 20s and 30s. And... You know, but Johnny Depp is a full-grown human, so he's really, like, struggling to be in this chair. Yeah. He's got a bib. I think he's got a bonnet on. Yep. Now, are we presuming uh, that Vincent Price finally got his hands? Yes. So he, 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 so he is, he's just a normal-looking guy. His just, plan is complete, yes. Just kind of, uh, just kind of pale and sickly-looking. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, uh, but I imagine... Okay, so... Here's how I'm going to... Oh, this is go. where I'm going to take it now. Okay. Feel free to change it however you like. Okay. But I imagine that um, after 10, 20 years of him, you know, raising him like the child... So, uh, Johnny is technically in his 40s, but, but since he ageless, doesn't age... Yeah. He, okay. Um, Charles Lindbergh, you know, he... he he tries to make him as human as he can and do all, all right. this stuff. And I imagine that uh, Johnny Depp is just a complete asshole. He's like, you know, he's uh. riding around and like, come on, babe, get in the car. You know, he's... So he becomes the asshole boyfriend exactly, from the original yeah, movie. He, that's who he is. He's a, he starts wearing leather jackets. He becomes a, you know, he comes in, he gets in a biker gang, a biker, a biker gang, all with right. a bunch of greasers, you know. Um, now, here's the big question. Like, he was just going to, get rid of the hands and just replace them, right? It's not like he can just take off the hands and there's scissors under there, right? Uh, yeah, I imagine that the, the scissor hands are, are are just kind of like 
like I imagine, I imagine Edward Scissorhands is very modular in his in his uh, building. Like they just attach it. Yeah, like he could, uh, like he he could have been Edward Whiskhands, but uh, <laughs> you know, he, you know, uh, like uh, Vincent Price chose the scissor robot. Yeah, I guess that's fair. I, there was, I think, there was about twenty or thirty um, failed uh, <laughs> attempts at this. I imagine there is a Edward Scissorhands on a on a table like Sigourney Weaver from Alien Resurrection. <laughs> There's just hundreds of them. Yeah, in, in, in tubes. It's like, hmm, I, the pieces are there. I just, I don't have it yet. I don't know why I'm keeping them. They're not alive. Well, I mean, he's got to, like, he has to see what he did wrong and learn from it. You know? yeah, I, I mean, guess. It, it's a scientific discovery kind of thing. He's an inventor, for crying out loud. I, though I never understood the, let's keep the failed experiments in jars and stare at them. You know, I guess that makes, I guess, like, Thomas Edison didn't have, like, rows and rows and rows of failed light bulbs. Yeah. Like, you know, it didn't work, he'd probably just throw it out. Yeah. Like, like, who, who, like, going back to Alien Resurrection, like, who, who are those failed experiments? Is, are there tours? <laughs> like, and here are the failed Sigourney Weavers that, that, that didn't quite grow up normally, and some of them have xenomorph. Like, I want to, I, I want to imagine that, um, there's a lot, like, there's a high turnover rate in their <laughs> R&D department. And it's like, they need, like, you know, oh, this is just more of a shock thing, you know. Alright, so, so high turnover, so this is like, alright, this is what we're trying to avoid. You, yeah. you know, go over the genome a little bit with a finer tooth comb, and you won't end up with monsters like this. Like, I imagine that if you looked close enough, there was, like, little tags that showed what was wrong with each one. Yeah. Kind of like, um, you know, kind of like... <laughs> Kind of like a museum, or like the you know, the Franklin Institute, like the Mutter Museum. Well, no, we'll go. We'll lean more towards the Franklin Institute. Franklin Institute doesn't have children in jars. Yeah, but it does have like you know neat science facts. So I, I guess. At, and like, okay, so this one right here, they you know they they didn't they didn't uh, account for all the xenomorph DNA that was in there. That's why she looks like this. Ooh. And this one, this one has just like you know. Half a face and half of a corn cob pipe, uh, or I don't know. Corn cob pipe. <laughs> because they, she, she they half frosty the snowman. Say, because they injected frosty DNA, and that's not good. This one right here is half Sigourney Weaver and half basketball, because, <laughs> well, they try to inject her with a basketball. You know, we we made a lot of bad decisions. Like there was a, there was a heavy drug. Problem in the R and D uh, during a you know a few eras. Like they needed to find DNA that would somehow cancel out the xenomorph DNA, but yeah. not completely. And yeah. it turns out, oddly enough, uh, uh, Gilbert Godfrey DNA actually did the trick. <laughs> I was gonna try to say something like even, like even wilder. Like you know, like all right, it turned out to be um, wombats a, all along. A birch tree. <laughs> <laughs> a, you put just enough birch tree DNA in there, and it counteracts the xenomorph. Like, if you put in an elk or an elm tree, like that, that completely nullifies the xenomorph. We don't want to do that. We want to have a little bit of xenomorph, but birch, ooh, that's the money tree. <laughs> this is, you know, to be fair, Alien Resurrection was kind of silly, so I can yeah. see this being a subplot in it. Yeah, though it. it Kind of talking about xenomorphs uh, makes me wonder, like, what would happen to Edward Scissorhands if he had a facehugger put on him? 
Hmm, because is he alive or not? Is he ha- is he purely mechanical? Because because he did bleed. Yes, yes. Uh, but uh, but he is also very, uh, you know, he has life. But does he? Does he have enough biological components in order uh, for a uh, for a face hugger to? do its thing. Uh, I think it would just die like if a face yeah. hugger tried to jump onto a vacuum. <laughs> so also, do you think uh, do you think uh, I, I know we did the whole Lindbergh thing but in the movie, do you think uh, Vincent Price made Edward Scissorhands modeled after himself? Hmm. Um, no. <laughs> I think he I think he modeled him after, because there's no way that Vincent Price had that that crazy hairstyle and everything like no, that. No, I guess not. Like, you know, Vincent Price, he was just... I don't I don't think... I think he just got a book and was like, eeny, meeny, miny, there, that's gonna be my monster man, you know, and... Well, if it's the 80s, then he, he probably saw... That, that guy from Nightmares on Elm Streets. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll choose him. He looks sickly and gaunt. Well, it's funny, I hear, uh, again, by the trivia, they, um, they said that his hairstyle was taken from the singer of The Cure. So, I see it. So I wonder if, uh, like, he was just, like, listening, he's like, Ooh, this is a bop right here. <laughs> you, you know what? Yes, yes, I'll make my own The Cure guy. <laughs> oh, he's dreamy. <laughs> yes, and he'll be a, the, the world's best hairstylist, too. Hey, he can do a lot of things. It's basically a mix of Frankenstein and you don't mess with the Zohan. <laughs> that, that is that is what uh, Edward Scissorhands like really boils down to. I, I guess like I, I really it, it, it's like, had he not had Scissorhands like I don't know like I I, I I had a point but I forget what it was. Some he had a bunch of points with his scissor hands. Like it's uh. Yeah, well, first off, I'm surprised the cops didn't shoot him. Yeah, of course. And, uh... Yeah, I... I... I, 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 I guess, like, you know, scissor hands is kind of weird, but... Like, if it was, like, Edward Normal Hands... <laughs> like, I don't think it would be as memorable as a movie. You make a bunch of those movies. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's kind of funny to think that, uh... You know, this is something that we talked about while watching it, and I guess it's important yeah. to talk about here. Um, is that this is kind of Tim Burton that uh, that, yeah, that, that I miss? Yeah, that we haven't really seen in a while, which is just almost just weird, but you know, like uh, like you said, whimsical. Like it's almost like this is a a a fairy tale, like but a, a modern day fairy tale. It, the thing that I th- that I really kind of liked about this uh, this film is that yeah, Edward is a very odd fellow. But no one really blinks an eye yeah. at, at, oh, he has scissors for hands? All right. All right. Well, what else? What else can this guy do? Yeah. You know? And, uh, it, 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 I did, you know, I do like the, uh, the, the juxtaposition between this kind of ghoulish, uh, guy with hand knives and, uh, this, uh, the era of opulence that was the, I guess, 50s and 60s. Yeah. And, uh, you know, how he quickly becomes a pariah. Like, there's, uh, one thing I thought- well, a couple of things I did find was interesting is yeah. that, um, there were three times in a movie where somebody said to him about his hands, like, Oh, I have a doctor who can look at that for yeah. you. 
Um, and there's also, uh, there's an old man at the beginning of the movie who was like, you know, oh, you're not handicapped, you know, uh, you're just like me, I got shrapnel on my leg. But at yeah. the end of the movie, when he's the pariah, he's calling him a cripple and everything yeah. like that and hoping they hunt him down. And it's kind of, it's kind of interesting, like, you know, like how quickly, like, all right, as soon as you're no longer useful, we'll just turn on a dime. Yeah, you know? it shows kind of like the two faces that, that a community can have. Mm-hmm. So, uh... So, but on the other hand, like, like this is, this is like very early in, uh, I'd say maybe like third or fourth movie, like big movie, because I think like Beetlejuice. Beetlejuice was the year before, I believe. Um, not Batman was in '89. Beetlejuice came right before. '88. Batman. That's right. So, so he he was he was batting them left and right. Yeah, he was like you know he, it was Beetlejuice, which was just a very weird, but also. Um, interesting movie which Great is movie. You know, I think another uh, uh, you know, kind of another uh, movie that is you know kind of takes a bat at uh, you know yuppie culture mm -hmm. and it's again there's also more you know, there's juxtaposition and everything mm -hmm. like that and Beetlejuice has but it's also like like there's so many things that happen in Beetlejuice that you're almost expected to just kind of know going in it's both movies uh take uh, the, these, these situations that are really bizarre and, and normalizes them. Mm -hmm. like, like, um, like, it should be something you already know about. Yeah, like, alright, like, uh... Of course there's an afterlife in a book about it. Sandworms. You hate them, right? Yeah. Like, well, where the hell did they come from? Well, one of the... Saturn, of course. That doesn't explain anything! Wait, is it really? Uh, are they really from Saturn? I think there is Saturn, or like one of the moons of Saturn. I think that's the official, like, explanation. Oh, that's that could funny. Be shit. But, um... But it's like, but that... But that doesn't, like... Okay, fine, you... Do your thing. I'm just here <laughs> for the ride. And that's the same thing that happens with, uh... Edward Scissorhands, like... Yeah. You know, like... Oh, you got scissors for hands, huh? Well, I bet that's why you have cuts on your face. Now let's see what we can do about getting you a hair salon. Yeah, or let me see. Uh, let me see what Avon products I could test on you to make you uh, blend in with the uh, with culture better. And now the interesting thing is, um, even though it's not really a, a yuppie kind of culture kind of thing, but uh, uh, in in Edward's no, 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 no. I mean, um, in the movie in between. Uh, Beetlejuice. Oh, uh, Batman? Is Batman. And you would think, like, alright, well, it doesn't really fit that same thing of just, like, being weird, but, you know, like, okay, whatever. But, really, Batman is that kind of thing, like... He, he is, in and of himself, a kind of pariah. And not just that, but, like, okay, you're just gonna have to accept that there's a guy who's just going around, you know, uh, flying around like a bat and doing, you know, doing all this stuff. Like, it's commonplace to us now. Yeah. Um... But you gotta think the last, the the last Batman movie before the '89 Tim Burton Batman was the Adam West Batman movie, <laughs> where it was you know just done for camp just, value. Just some some days you just can't get rid of a bomb. Exactly, like you know, like all right, Batman's silly. Now yeah. we're trying to take this seriously, and you have to do that by saying like, listen, you just have kind of have to accept that there's just this guy flying around that he has like all these super cool gadgets you know yeah that jack nicholson is just you know turns into this weirdo that he can zap people to turn him into skeletons mm -hmm. so you know it really was a perfect uh you know a perfect superhero for him to you know sink his teeth into yeah and uh 
oddly enough, you know, it's the start of a of a franchise that didn't, and they didn't do an origin story. He was just kind of around and already mm-hmm. already doing his thing. Like I think the intro was just him holding a guy off, you know, like off the ledge of a roof. I'm like, who are you? But like at this point, there had already been Batman sightings. Yeah. You know, he existed in myth and legend. Yeah, but... I think they already have the bat signal established by now. It's um. No, it was at the very end of that first movie. Oh, was it? My they mistake. gave us the signal! But um, Commissioner Gordon is aware that there's a Batman running around, but he doesn't know what to make of it, you know? Yeah. Um, and so it's like, I can't really think of a superhero movie that happened since then that wasn't, that didn't start off with an origin. At least a superhero movie huh. franchise, or that they were hoping to be a franchise. Steel? <laughs> I don't know, I've never seen <laughs> I've Steel. I've never seen Steel either. Uh, yeah, everyone it kind of starts off as an origin, like Iron Man, Spawn. Yeah. Uh, they all have origins. Spider-Man, Spider-Man has an origin the Punisher, story. Ghost Rider. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I can't really think of a, uh, of a, of a, I, I guess, like, Thor didn't really have an origin story. He kind of came... He was always... He was always Thor. But, um, but I guess, I guess in relation to Thor's, uh, life on Earth... You know, it kind of, I guess, shows his origin. But yeah, like yeah. the only way you can have a Thor origin movie is if it, you know, in he his was birth. Born. Yeah. Um, you know what? I'm gonna take it back. Hulk, uh, the Incredible Hulk, with uh, Ed Norton. Yeah, with Ed Norton, the second one in the MCU. He's already the Hulk, and he lives in like Brazil or something. Uh huh. Now, now is the uh, the Hulk? Uh, is the Ed Norton Hulk supposed to be the same Hulk from? Hulk. And that's the thing, I don't know. I think that they were trying to skate that line. They kind of like Batman Begins. Yeah. Where, like, if uh, they didn't get a sequel, they were going to say, all right, well, this guy is... The Joker's the next one, and then it can take place in the Burton universe. It's like, oh, but but that doesn't make sense. There's lots of continuity errors. Yeah, there. well, shut up. <laughs> or, um... Or like the Transformers Bumblebee movie, where they're like... Yeah. It could be an origin, or, I mean, it could be a, uh... Uh, part of that uh, Michael Bay franchise, or it could be something else. Though I, I that's another franchise. I hope they, because uh, the the Bumblebee movie was not bad yeah, at all. It was pretty good. And I do want to see uh, what else they uh, they do with that because, yeah, the uh, the other Transformers movies I don't think really captured the spirit of the you know original '80s cartoons. Like the first one was okay. And then yeah. it was like a, a steady decline into less and less okay. Don't get me wrong, I still enjoy them, like, you, but for different reasons yeah. that I enjoyed Bumblebee. But of course, like, who else are you gonna do? Like, were they gonna do the next one? Like, okay, jazz. Yeah, I, I, I guess. But if you're gonna if you're gonna kind of reboot the series, and you, you want to kind of do justice to the Transformers, you kind of like Peter Cullen is not getting uh, yeah. not getting any younger. Like you're gonna have to. Like, and that voice is just legendary for Optimus yeah. Prime. Let's see if we can do a good Optimus Prime. All right, I'm going to start doing an Optimus Prime. Don't. Yeah, we're going to do, and then you can don't do an do Optimus it. Prime. I, I, I don't think either of us are suited to do, to do justice of a Autobot. <laughs> That's good. That was a good Man, one. I thought Peter Cullen was in the room. It's like, um, that is, that was, <laughs> actually that sounds more like a, uh, an Optimus Prime, like, action figure that talks. <laughs> wow! <laughs> you're, you're pulling the string. Yeah. 
like, wow, listen, he has he has three different things to say. Like, <laughs> oh wow it's time to time to, you know that's that's a bygone era I, mean, I don't just mean the string but like yeah i guess i haven't bought a kid's like you know toy in a long time or had a kid's toy but do they still talk i would i think they they, they still talk like i i would imagine that uh, talking toy technology ha has dwindled. I know the pull string tech, like they don't need pull string technology anymore now with the, uh, you know, now with uh, modern electronics. If we can, if we can make birthday cards that can fart uh, with electronics, I think we can make a uh, a toy that doesn't need a pull string. That's true. I mean, I'm not saying the pull string thing. I'm just saying like, like I don't know. I I haven't seen a a child's toy in probably like you know like 15 20 years yeah um so i have no idea what like i'd say we go to toys r us but they're not you know they don't exist anymore. Uh, i'm sure there's still elmo dolls that talk and stupid shit like well, that sure yeah i mean like action figures like you know like spider-man that talks or something uh, like that that's tough because i don't know if, if uh action figures are still a thing Oh, that's weird. I I, I know weird. we uh, yeah we grew up with action figures, but I know, uh, you know, video games have pretty much pushed action figures to the weight the wayside. That's um, I I had it when I was a kid. I had this book. It was a turtles book, mm -hmm. and it was a talking book. I remember, and uh, uh, it was actually a really cool thing. Like on the side, there was like little buttons you'd push. Okay. And when you were reading, there were like symbols, and when you got to the symbol, you'd push the little. Uh, thing on there, and yeah, it would say something like "party on." Yeah, or, or it'd be like a, pizza, or like there'd be a punch sound effect, and all right, you know. And for some reason, and my memory might be failing me, you know, this was like I was six years old, so this was thirty years ago. All right, <laughs> but I can swear one of the buttons was a toilet flushing, <laughs> and I don't know why. And I remember we used to mix and match, like cow, 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 a bunk. <laughs> Cow a bug, like because I was I was a juvenile idiot, you know. <laughs> uh, I don't think I had one of those. I had part of a slinky, but I straightened it. <laughs> like it's funny. Like again, it's weird to think of uh, children's toys nowadays because we have no we have no basis to you know like children's toys now. Like you said, are probably just all video games. Like yeah. Like, do they have Thanos action figures? Like, it, oh no, the big I, bad Thanos! I, I would, ha I would have to think that they have Avengers action figures. You would think so? They have to, right? They would have to. The, uh, but here's here is the thing, though. Uh, they don't have. Uh, I'm pretty sure they don't make action figures based off R-rated franchises anymore. That's true. That was strictly a thing. Uh, from the 80s and 90s, like uh, you had uh, you had uh, action figures, yeah, action figures from RoboCop, Terminator, Predator, Aliens, all these kind of you know R-rated franchises that really kids shouldn't have been watching. Well, I watched it. Yeah, I watched them. Yeah, too. I watched the hell of a lot of them. But loved them. But yeah, Freddy. Uh, yeah. Was there Freddy Krueger action figures? There had to have been. I mean, there was a. I, I don't know. I don't know. I I never saw any. Okay, uh, look out, Ghostbusters! Here comes Freddy. <laughs> yeah, Ghostbusters. Well, Ghostbusters was an R-rated. Yeah, but uh, like, yeah, I'm trying to think. Well, what's you know? Are there any fun R-rated 
movies anymore. No, everything's geared towards PG-13 these yeah, days. There's, I mean, I'm sure there's R-rated movies, but it's you know, like no, uh, well, no, it's it's kind of like uh, the R rating. I, I think Hollywood has has seen the R rating does not make as much money as PG-13 uh, because only a select few people can see the R-rated films, and I think. That is probably a contributing uh, factor as to why films have kind of been, uh, uh, you know, kind of bl bland. Like, I, I get behind that a little bit because I'm thinking, like, even the movies I do like that yeah. have come out in the last few years, like, really, really good movies, like, you know, The Dark Knight, Inception, you know. Yeah. Uh, those were all PG-13. Wait, yeah. what about Tenet? Was Tenet R or PG thirteen? I'm guessing PG thirteen. Yeah, I don't, I, I don't really remember much about that. That which it was, it, it's such an interesting concept, but it was such a uh, forgettable movie, which is surprising for Nolan. Like there are some things I liked about it, and some like some things I I I, I thought was like, ah, it's okay. But I mean, yeah. overall, I'd say it's a good movie. I yeah, it was it all out. right, but um, it was just. Hmm. But yeah, like, but now that I think about it, it's like I can't think of. Even horror movies are PG-13 now. A lot yeah, of times, which is weird. Yeah, like, like, all right. So I know that the like the the, the most recent reboots of like uh, like Nightmare on not Nightmare on Elm Street was PG-13. Was uh, it? I think it was. Uh, um, how do you make a Nightmare on Elm Street movie PG-13? I think it was. Don't don't quote me on that. But um, the Friday the 13th movie I think was rated R, but that was in 2010. You know. Yeah. And it was awesome because it was, I mean, it wasn't good, but it was awesome. Uh, it was like, it was a lot of fun and they did everything they could with the R rating. But yeah, I'm trying to think of the last, we'll say from 2018 to 2021, a theatrically, theatrically released movie that was rated R that I watched. And that's tough because like the R rating does not get the budget yeah. these days. And... Hollywood's gonna have to figure something out because uh, the generation that grew up with uh, the PG-13 rating, uh, it, it, you know, predominantly in there, like the Gen Z, is starting to grow up. There, you know, they a lot of them have already grown up and are are participating citizens uh, of this country. And like, how are you gonna how are you gonna raise the bar for them? Uh, they don't have to. I guess but not. here's a question: The Lighthouse was that that had to have been rated R, right? Yeah, it had, well, yeah, it was it was graphic. Was it theatrically released? I'm pretty sure it was. If I'm pretty sure it was released, maybe limited uh, theatrically, but uh, it was definitely released. That would be a hard movie to make a uh, action figure out of. Yeah. Real farting Willem Dafoe. Uh, <laughs> uh, mermaid with action vagina. Like, you know, if. If I was actually going to make a... If you haven't seen The Lighthouse, it's a pretty good movie. Yeah, it's uh, very good. T take a look. Um, I'm not going to give too much away, but... If I were making an action figure for that R-rated movie, and it was a Willem Dafoe... Like, yeah, there'd be one... F one three different sayings. One would be a fart. One would be just actually, like... Actually, two of them would be a yeah, fart. Yeah, two of them are farts. Different farts. And the third one would be that... He, he goes on his long curse <laughs> uh, about, you know, about Neptune, you know, and everything like that. All because uh, Robert Pattinson said that... Uh, he didn't like his cooking. Yeah. And, you know, it's like a two-minute long tirade he goes on. Which is why the other two are farts. Yeah, exactly. So that would be my thing. Is like, oh, what's the next one? Oh, what's the next one? 
our cheese will cast us in and it just goes on for two minutes to the point where the kid gets bored with it. <laughs> We're scared. <laughs> and then the next one's a fart. <laughs> yeah. Though I think I think it's time to bring back the R rating. Like, uh, like eh, because uh, I think uh, Gen Alpha is not going to be interested in films. They've been predominantly raised on YouTube. Mm -hmm. From what I hear, a lot of a lot of parents raising kids these days, they don't the kids don't have the uh, attention span for films. Like um you know it's funny also we go back to I'm going back to the toys a little bit. I just realized that I have seen uh kids toys very recently. On okay. My, on my uh, my sh my channel, my Doom Platoon channel. Oh yeah. I'm going to give a plug for it. Uh, it's called Doom Platoon and Hero Force, and mm -hmm. I really want you to check it out. It's a bunch of toys that I play with, and it's really cool for kids. But none of them talk. Well, I make them talk, but uh, yeah, they don't come, you know, pre-talking. Well, your your you your toys are a bit. Uh, they're from the dollar store. Yeah, they 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 aren't qual. They're not. I wouldn't call them high quality toys. <laughs> what are you talking about there? Boundless imagination for these toys. I'm not saying that they're you, you can't have fun, you know, imagination fun with them, but you're you're they're not uh they're not of talking action figure quality. That's true. I mean, they're not like the sixty dollar you know Batman is here at last. Oh no, Bat! Wait, the Batman that's gonna be R rated, right? Uh, with Robert, uh, Robert, Robert Pattinson? Pattinson? I think it is. is. It? I think it might be. Uh, I hope so. That would be... Because that'd be awesome. I, that would be... Was, uh, I forget, was Joker R-rated? Because that, that it was a pretty... That was a very dark movie. It had to have been. Uh, like, I don't know how you make that. And then again, it wasn't very graphically violent or, or very, uh... The content, maybe. Like, the, like, it wasn't, uh, it wasn't violent. That, well, it had violence in it, but... You know, I would say it wasn't too too overly violent. I didn't. I don't think the language was uh, was over the top. I think he says the f word a few times. Uh, does he? And that might have been it. That might have been what uh, set it off. Yeah, maybe. Um, so yeah, the Batman won't be rated R. I just looked. It oh up. yeah. You know, I want the next Lego Batman movie to be rated R though. That would be awesome. <laughs> Very, like you can be as graphically violent as you want, but I want like I want like the Legos to bleed. I want him to curse. You, I want a sex scene between the Legos. <laughs> like that's putting... <laughs> just the locking yeah. sounds <laughs> of bricks going together. Exactly. Like oh my goodness, I can't believe they could show this. And I imagine the the money shot or like you remember the the. Uh, the gold Legos that you collect in uh, in the games. Yes. I imagine it's just a white version of that. See, I was actually gonna go for some reason. I was gonna go on the uh, like. Remember the Terminator Two, like you know, thing where you put them in the, the, the little endoskeletons in and you yeah. filled them with, you know, the the, the goo. Yeah, that is where the money shot would be. That's what it would it's, be. It's what alginate. It was the yes, <laughs> and. It hardens immediately. <laughs> that would be... Who would he be banging? I guess Catwoman. I guess. Eh, let's expand our horizons a Robin. little bit here. Well, no, let's not do that. Let's not expand them that much. Let's, <laughs> let's narrow our horizons a little bit here. Look, we have a, like... It, he can bang whomever he wanted. It's he can a Lego. Bang, yeah, it's a... Like, it's, it's an R-rated Lego movie. He can... <laughs> like, he can bang Catwoman and then Robin. He can have a three-way you know, with all of them. He if can he wants to bang the dog, he can. Yeah, you know, I, I imagine they take their arms and parts off and they swap heads it and is, all that. Yeah. It's, 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 it is graphic. It is literally... Uh, 
the most base definition of orgy you can imagine. In, in ways that you that cannot be possible with regular people. Like Alfred comes in for a bit, and it's just like you know, it is just at one point. It is all of the pieces together in a mishmash of I imagine Cronenberg-esque. I, I almost imagine it's like a uh, it, it's like a like one of those dust clouds that form when there's a fight in a cartoon. <laughs> like, like Andy Cap. Yeah, like an Andy Cap uh, <laughs> fighting dust cloud, and Alfred gets sucked in. Like oh no! And he comes out and he's wearing like Catwoman's suit. Yeah, but also like Robin's like bottom parts. Yeah, or, or cape. <laughs> and, uh, like, he, he, oh my, I'm getting too old for this. He's, he tries to straighten himself up. Yeah, he, he puts a handkerchief to his forehead. He's flustered. Yeah. Yeah, that would be... You know, at the same token, I'd be like, okay, I'm I'm curious, what what have you got for me in the rest of this movie? Yeah. Like, what, what could you possibly do right now <laughs> that is going to continue this, this, like, at this point... Anything, anything's on the table, you know, there's nothing that's off the table in yeah. terms of storytelling. Well, it kind of brings me to an idea that I had ever since I saw the, uh, that kind of Banana Splits horror movie. Mm -hmm. Like, there are just these old, old franchises just kind of sitting around, uh, like, um, and they're doing nothing. They're making no one money. Yeah. And, like, why can't we take, like, uh, why don't these film companies kind of take these old ideas and, like, twist, you know, twist them into a perverted version of, uh, the original content? Like, I, I, I hadn't, like, I remember I was thinking about, like, a, a, uh, like a dark, uh, movie about the Care Bears, mm -hmm. where... They're already dark enough. It, well... Go on. But, like, I imagine there's, like, this really... Uh, really mean person and or really dark person that uh, like they're shooting their Care Bear stare out at and he just kind of blocks it He's, he's so wicked and he's twisted. so wicked that like, he just holds his hand up and all all their I guess stomach lasers just uh, are, are blocked they become corrupted themselves yeah and you know just kind of this this dark gritty action movie with the Care Bears like which would be just out of this world uh, stupid but just you know, interesting enough to keep you know people's attention like um, I remember a while ago we were thinking of a like a dark and gritty inspector gadget exactly like you know it wouldn't be yeah it would be a noir for us you yeah know? like you know like I couldn't save her brain like like I imagine like a like kind of like Sin City-esque with the yeah. rain coming down like everything's black in black and white yeah exactly but um but like you know there's splashes of color like every now and again when there's something violent going like, on like whenever someone bleeds it's in red yeah exactly and <clears throat> he forgot one thing chief what's that kid I'm always on duty <laughs> <laughs> A much slower, darker version. I imagine it's like it's done with Danny, like a sinister Danny Elfman tuba. <laughs> On that note, uh, what the hell did we just watch? Edward Scissorhands. Ed Edward Scissorhands. I I I enjoyed it. Uh, it it's. Uh, you know, early Tim Burton, uh, you know, before he was, uh, before he got into his Alice in Wonderland, uh, dumb shit like that. But, uh, you know, early Tim Burton, uh, you know, a fun, kind of 
twisted experience, but, you know, you can't re really go wrong with this movie. Like, it, I thought it was a good movie. It's odd because nothing really happens in it. Yeah. But I was... There was no point where I was bored. You know, mm. it was... There was always something of interest going on. There was always something that I was kind of fascinated by. It was a well-paced movie. And again, it's just... It captures this idea... Uh, this is what cinema is made for, you know. Yeah. Like, um, just to have fun, experiment with something new. And this was a, a story that I can say was 100% original. Yes. And so, okay, maybe not. It's very much like Frankenstein. <laughs> oh, okay, yeah. But for the most part, original. So, um, yeah, go, uh, go check it out if you haven't seen it. It is 31 years old. Shut up. So, uh, check it out. It's on, what was it, on Netflix or Hulu? I think it was, it was Hulu. Hulu because there was yeah. ads. Um, but yeah, that's all I have to say about that. So uh, take it easy, everybody. Uh, toodaloo. That'll hold a little SOPs.